0: hi it's greg and lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is
1: what you missed look at who's back from beautiful Owen sound you get the hot spots huh <laughs> yes Listen, yes and i didn't do much better i was in cambridge so wow yeah we get to see the province
0: yeah i went up uh up the four tenth through your uh, your old haunt yeah uh, in uh, in brampton did you see the sign the birthplace, the, <laughs> the, the home of Craig
1: <laughs> I must have missed that. Oh, they said it was up by now. It was a big thing to go to Perry Sound and see the home of Bobby Orr. That's right, I, yeah. I wanted the same thing in Brampton. Yeah, good huh. luck with that. No, well, they told me it was up. Somebody's been lying to
0: me. <laughs> it is a long drive. Mm. <laughs> like straight up the four ten to Highway ten, which turns into Owen Sound Road, I guess, which goes right
1: down into Owen Sound. So yeah, you went right through Orangeville and all of that, right? When I was working downtown, we were living uh, up in Caledon, so I'd do that drive up and down that four ten and ten. My goodness, every morning it and is every- kind of
0: weird. Like you know, they call it Highway ten. It's mm. you know, it's like an old like route highway, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then you know, it kind of turns into the four ten, which is still. Just a like a four lane
1: road with traffic lights on it. Right. And then that kind of swoops into a real highway. Well that's totally changed. Like at one time uh to get on Highway Ten, you'd have to go either through downtown Brampton or, you know, uh it would you would veer around and do a couple of different things, go up Heart Lake Road and this kind of thing. They have since in the last, I don't know, decade or whatever, turned that so you bypass all the Right, of that. yeah. So you don't really get to see the heart of the matter, the yeah. beautiful B town. Oh yeah, I so saw. I saw a few. I saw Schoenberg. I'd
0: never oh. heard of that. Schoenberg was John Schoenberg. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, I saw. Uh, Orangeville. Uh, not so lovely. Um, but, but hey, they're, they're building some new Phantom Highway up through it, so, yeah. you know, yeah. so let's, let's destroy green space to build, because I saw all of three cars on the road through there. I guess they need a highway.
1: I uh, I remember when we were, of course, living in the uh, the Forks of the Credit in Caledon Village, you know, you had two choices. You'd either go south down to Brampton if you needed something, or you'd go north up to Orangeville. They were kind of dead set in the middle, about 30 minutes either way. And I swear as you got up that hill on Highway 10, the oxygen levels dropped because so did the IQ of almost everybody that lived up there. (laughs) You could just see the stupidity in everybody's eyes when you go into a store and ask for something. Right. And remember, this is going back decades and decades, but a buddy of mine who grew up there. Uh, I remember him telling the story of when McDonald's opened their first uh, franchise there. And you can see it as you're going across tennis right there as you kind of go through Orangeville. Um, everybody was up in arms in Orangeville because they thought opening a McDonald's is just going to bring the city folk here. Right. It's going to be a big problem with crime yeah, and kids. Can't do that. No. Oh, yeah. It's just-
0: you going to watch it for the hamburger running around.
1: It's one of those uh, towns you go through and it feels like time forgot about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Owen sounds not much different. <laughs>
0: Although I did uh, track down our buddy Booster when I was up there. I didn't, oh, right. I didn't see him. Our old intern Johnny. Oh, yeah,
1: time for you, the big star. Then no, he has he, in Owen's well, sound. he
0: runs the city, so I, I have to uh,
1: just had to send him
0: a message. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. home booster? <laughs> so, there's a Booster. There's, there's a big chair on the way in with a booster seat on it. <laughs>
1: A yeah, big Muskoka uh, chair Yeah. With a massive booster seat That's on it. That's great. If you were a fan of Cobra Kai on Netflix or on uh, CBS, NCIS, Los Angeles, they're both done. NCIS was one of a string of those shows, and that was on for 14 seasons. Cobra Kai ran six, which it seems to be kind of the, uh, the length of Netflix shows. I'm not sure why. The Netflix produced shows only go six seasons. Maybe they don't want to start getting involved in residuals and stuff, perhaps. Right. But anyhow, if you were a fan of Cobra Kai, and I watched the uh the first season, it was fine. People went crazy for it, I remember. During COVID, it did really well on Netflix. Um but man, the acting is so bad. <laughs> Daniel spent a little more time acting and a little less time with the waxing on and the waxing on. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It was really brutal, I thought. Anyhow, like, it really stood out like it looked really forced. Okay. yeah. Now, listen, I don't know that uh, he was ever going to win any Oscars anytime soon, but he had himself a pretty good career. Yeah. Certainly dined out on the Karate Kid for decades. Yeah, I,
0: boy, I haven't watched a lot of the the Netflix series on there. But I, what I'm really interested in, there's a couple, actually, sports-related. Go nope. figure. Um, but you know what? Listen, they did this Formula One-driven series. and It was fantastic. It was mm. so well done. And I think, you know, for me, not a massive Formula One fan, um, it has really kind of turned the tide as you get to meet the drivers and, mm. and get a little kind of behind the scenes of some of the rivalries that happen in there. Uh, they're doing the same with golf. They followed the PGA last year. Great year to do. It. I mean, timing perfect for Netflix because you get all of the conflict between Live and the PGA Tour. Right. Because right? they followed some, like Dustin Johnson, some Live players, okay. and they followed uh, the, some of the PGA Tour guys like Rory. So you'll you'll get that kind of uh, dichotomy happening there, which is, it looks like it'll be very interesting. And they're filming one now called Breakpoint where they're following the, all the ATP Tour, tour tennis players. Um, but that's kind of raised some eyebrows at the Aussie Open because all of the players that they're following, Netflix, mm. have now been knocked out of the tournament. So, oh. And most of them are early. Problem. The last one was Felix Aliasim, the Canadian, who was knocked out on the hmm. weekend. I have not watched any of that. Um, I know, shocking. Great, no, I'm not I'm not uh. surprised, but if you were to, I think the golf one you would enjoy.
1: I, yeah, you know, I really like, I do love documentaries on all sorts of different Uh, stories and careers and timelines. And the sports ones that I have enjoyed are mostly the ones with retired guys who Mm. now are a little more comfortable just being honest and open. I mean, you have to for a a documentary, of course. But the Shaq one on HBO Crave is really good. It's four parts. Uh, an hour each. The Formula One fo- one I found very interesting because I,
0: for the most part, found that sport very boring. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of passing. There's, you know, it, the, the teams with the most money, the Mercedes, right. the Ferraris tend to do the best. Uh, and then you find there's some real rivalries that happen among the team's with money and without, right? Uh, only I say without. They're only a billion dollar team, sort right. of multi billion. Right. But uh, and then among the drivers as well, because there's you know there's only a certain amount of cars and a certain amount of spots, mm. and uh, and and there's a lot of kind of drama that plays out behind the scenes.
1: Here's the uh, the Porsche team, the Mercedes team, the Ferrari team, and look, here comes the Chrysler Neon team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Now, do they explain where the drinking of the milk comes from? Does anybody explain uh, that? No, but that was an indie
0: thing. So that oh, was is that a an indie different. thing? Yeah, no, I all think right. someone started that. But.
1: All right. Um, Alec Baldwin isn't going to let a little thing like involuntary manslaughter get in the <laughs> way of his career. Uh, the movie Rust is continuing, and I hate to say this word, shooting. Right. It'll pardon, if you'll pardon the expression, um, Alec is still in it. An attorney for the movie said the production will now have on-set safety supervisors. Oh, do you think? There's a good idea. And union crew members will bar any use of working weapons or ammunition.
0: I wonder if it will become somewhat of a cult classic. Something like The Crow. Mm. Remember Brandon Lee? Bruce Lee's yep. son was yep. shot and killed on that. And so, you know, I remember there was that, you know, thought of, okay, which was the scene? Where does he get shot? And, right. You know, obviously they're not using the same tank, but uh you know would there be a scene of alec baldwin pointing a gun at the camera and shooting
1: yeah i don't know if uh cameras were rolling there was some still photos but i thought it was uh, also just kind of in a um because the cinema was practicing about at that point yeah right? she yeah. was right there in front of it that's how she ended up getting shot and killed the assistant director put the gun in alec baldwin's hand he's already pled guilty to a charge of negligence use of a deadly weapon. It's amazing how they find a way to, to charge him in mm. all of this. I mean, yes,
0: he's one of the producers of it. But in the end, there's a whole line of people that handed him a gun. And uh, I I mean... Well, it starts not, with the armor, right? Yeah, he's not a gun expert. Would you assume that it's that there's even a possibility that there's an actual bullet in it?
1: No. Yeah, someone would have handed it to him. You're right. And Alec Baldwin, he claims that the director, this assistant director, Dave Halls, said to him the gun safe were all good and that's when he fired and then the, she died uh, and it was mm-hmm. just terribly tragic and uh but now um the armorer and uh alec baldwin are both facing involuntary manslaughter charges which could bring up to five years uh or more i guess so we'll wait and see how that all plays out It's gonna be a couple of months they're going through all the preliminaries now so they'll probably have the movie wrapped before any of it ends up in court uh, Lisa Marie Presley's funeral at Graceland yesterday was also a, a, a bit of a concert. I guess a salute to her. Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins sang Tashila. Okay. The uh, Smashing Pumpkins track. Uh, Ale- Axel Rose sat down at the piano and did Guns N' Roses' November Rain and then spoke uh, also before his performance. So he must have taken up a good part of the day because that song's about 18 minutes long. Right. Goes on and on. Yes. <laughs> Alanis Morissette sang her uh, 2021 single Rest. Now, I'm, I'm interested because, of course, it's Lisa Marie Presley, and her dad was Elvis. And she has said in, in interviews over the years that uh, in the cold Kentucky rain mm. was one of her dad's uh, songs that she loved the most. I'm surprised someone didn't perform that, or maybe somebody did, and yeah. it was a, I mean, it not went, a big name. went on as long as it did, yeah. perhaps. Uh, Sarah Ferguson. Is she working at Graceland? What is she doing there? The Duchess, the Duchess. She uh, read a poem called "A Tribute to the Children." She's working there, <laughs> squatting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that she should be reading a poem called "A Tribute to the Children" after what her husband's accused. Ex, long time ex. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: She's far distanced.
1: Um, Jeremy Renner. This poor bugger. 30 bones he broke in oh. snow snowplow accident. Ouch! Yeah, he shared a photo receiving uh, medical attention to his legs. They weren't even talking about maybe he was going to have to lose a leg at one point. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's not the case now, which is good. He uh, thanked everyone for their messages and thoughtfulness uh, from his family and himself. Um, these 30-plus broken bones will mend and grow stronger, just like the love and bond with family and friends deepens love and blessings to you all. So there you go.
0: And yeah, it uh, wasn't just like your neighborhood Toro that he No. This is ran a bad into boy.
1: here. It was big. Yeah. It's a big uh, big uh well, when you got your own private drive. Right. You know. What do you do? What are you doing? What do you need a private drive for? <laughs> I blame you, Jeremy. <laughs> um Tim Allen, supposedly, so says Pamela Anderson, flashed his penis on her at the set of home improvement, mm-hmm. like on the first day of filming. Heard this, yeah. He was walking in his robe.
0: Yeah. She was walking by, and he just apparently, she says, opened his robe
1: and uh, and said, well, nah, you, I've already seen you naked. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he denies it. She says it happened. He was 37. She was 23 at the time. She's got this new documentary or a memoir called Love, Pamela. It'll be out at the end of the month, and I believe it's going to be on Netflix. So I guess we uh, can assume that uh, Tim Allen is truly Tim Dick. <laughs> Someone talked to an ER doctor about things you shouldn't do in a medical emergency. And here are his uh, tips based on things he's seen way too often. Don't call loved ones first. You know, if you're in the middle of having your whole arm going numb and you're throwing up and your uh, chest feels like there's an elephant on it. Right. Don't call your ma to ask her, do you think I should go to the hospital? He says, just call 911. Okay. Um, don't drive someone to the hospital yourself. It's almost better to call an ambulance, then they can treat the person as soon as they get there. It's also hard to focus on driving when your passenger is in pain or needs help. So, but with the ambulance, I think, remember this, don't call them because you stubbed your toe. Yes, of course, right. Or you got a nose hair, Uh you know. Because those are important people doing important work, and we can't be holding them up with ridiculous stuff. So... If you're turning blue, call an ambulance. That's my... I have that on the fridge. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everybody, if I'm turning blue, call an ambulance. Um, Don't leave someone alone in the ER. People in pain can't always make good medical decisions. Right. So don't just drop them off and go have a pint and wait for them to call you.
0: (laughs) You've done that, haven't
1: you? Ah, guilty. (laughs) Well, after a while, you can't keep going back to the hospital for the same old thing. Uh, and don't forget a phone charger because you know you're going to be there. This right. is an in and out. Yes. You're going to be there probably four, five, six, eight, twelve 12 hours. Longest possible cable, too, because
0: yes. you can't necessarily. <laughs> there might be a plug nearby. Yeah. It might be occupied. That's right. Don't unplug things around the ER.
1: Good, that's a great point. You uh, have, for your not. phone charger. Buzzers are going off, lights, <laughs> you're ordering a pizza.
0: Someone besides you is yeah. turning blue.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I would suggest this. I would add this. Don't tell the doctor what you believe the problem is. Oh, gotcha. Right. Uh, I'm really sure it's my appendix, Doc. Right. Oh, I see. Where's your medical degree? Right. No, I read it on WebMD. <laughs> so it told me it's my appendix. Ever noticed on WebMD, everything is eventually cancer? Right. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I've looked up a sore earlobe. Ah, it's probably brain cancer. Could, could be. Always leads to cancer with that WebMD. Right.
0: Web well, that and and then when you see the side effects of some of the med- medications, mm. right? And I, I heard because I was there the other day. You know those spots that are going on those commercials. You know, have you heard of Ozempic? Right. And this and have you heard? Well, I guess the the reason they do that, and as annoying as they are, and we all remember them for it, mm. is because if they told you what Ozempic did, they'd have to tell you the side effects.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And so by not telling you what the hell it does or what it's for, oh, they can just say the name of their product without having to list all the potential side effects
1: for and, it. And then they usually say, ask your doctor for it. Right.
0: Yeah, ask your doctor for Ozempic, right? And that's why they've gone to like Cialis and Viagra now. You'll see, don't even mention that they're for erectile dysfunction. People know what they're for mm. already. But if they mention that's what, what they do, they'd also have to mention side effects that are possibly caused by it. So now you'll see commercials that just say... When you need it, grab it.
1: I can tell you the side effects. <laughs> 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 Maria running away from me. <laughs> I get exercise in. Um, I also Now, I don't know if this was the same article or the same thing you heard, but I heard that a lot of those uh, medications that they sell uh, on American channels... Uh, are like third-rate medicine that doctors normally wouldn't even prescribe anyhow. Oh well, I don't know about that, but it's you know some of them
0: uh, are the higher end, or at least sure. the ones that they would. Well, it depends on you know this is this is an advertising. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a business, right? Right, a multi-billion-trillion-dollar one, uh, especially in the states too. So yes, they are are pushing
1: their agenda. Um, the uh, Viagra. Uh, story i had heard recently uh that they have figured out that it's not only good for down there but also good for your uh peach pit up top the, the melon on your neck what? because supposedly with aging men it can help slow down um all, alzheimer's or a uh, dementia real something in it so get you popping down and popping up <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna take it like a daily uh a daily vitamin, like my Flintstone <laughs> vitamin. <laughs> what a day. You, you look, look like a Smurf <laughs> by the end of it. I <laughs> <laughs> Look who joins us. It's Ted Reeder, the godfather of the grill for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky.
1: Morning, Ted. How are you?
2: I'm vertical and happy.
1: Right. Yeah, good. That's good. Have you been outside with your shovel yet? Cleaning off a grill? No.
2: No, I got teenagers. They can go and do that.
1: Uh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to shovel the grill. Just fire it up. Let it all melt away. That's it. Yeah.
2: That's it. Just take out the flamethrower and melt it all off. Yeah.
1: Ted, uh, I noticed on your YouTube channel, Ted Reader, Godfather of the Grill, you were getting a little risque. You were shoving your syringe into your banana.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes <laughs> We were doing bananas on toast Yeah, tell and, us about
1: that uh, Because normally we talk about, you know, for the most part about grilling for dinner Right But you were, I guess, grilling for breakfast
2: this is a breakfast or lunch or it's a snack or even a dessert that you can do for dinner mm. um, And it's, it's, uh, it's a recipe that I, I first developed and wrote uh, in my gastro grilling cookbook and you uh you take a banana now you want uh, your bananas to be not brown you want that nice yellow but with a few brown spots on the on the on the what do they call that thing on the The outside of the 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 banana the skin there the the peel peel, there the banana peel man man early morning brain fart there going on (laughs) um so you take those and you grill them and you can you don't need to do them on high but you're going to do them until the banana, you can feel through the, through the peel that it's nice and soft, all right? Okay. And then you're going to fill up a, a, an injection syringe with your favorite cocktail. Um, I think in the, in the video, we were doing a little bit of uh, butterscotch ripple mixed with uh, an Irish cream. Okay. Okay? And you inject that in a couple of spots onto, into the banana. So you get that little liquid going on in there. And then you take some raisin bread and you toast it up on the grill till it's nice and toasty. Don't burn it. And you open up uh, that banana and you take that hot, hot, and it should be nice and soft and spreadable. Same consistency like peanut butter. Oh, okay. And you spread that on the toast. And at the same time as you're grilling the bananas, you're going to take some of that wonderful Holenda's craft beer bacon. And you... Take a quarter-inch thick slice, and you grill that off, and then you slice it into little uh, lardons, as they call it, and you put that on top of the banana.
1: Whoa! That bacon is great. added to this. Bacon and, bacon and and bananas. Bacon. And I had a,
2: in in the video. I also had some plums, so I uh, I grilled off the plums and then sliced that up and put that on with the bacon, and then drizzled the whole thing with um, condensed milk.
1: Really? Not like a syrup or something? I guess it's sticky enough with the booze and the bananas, so you don't need more It's
2: sticky. sweet. It's sweet that way, but I'm adding a little bit of that extra sweetness of that condensed milk, and you just drizzle that all over top. Okay. And that's it. And when you have leftover condensed milk, just so that you, you know, you go, what am I going to do with a can of condensed milk in the in the fridge? Well, put a spoonful of that in your coffee and enjoy it in the morning.
1: All right. <laughs> now, I guess if you uh, didn't have a syringe, you could uh, grill your bananas Open them up, spread them, and then just kind of gently drizzle the booze over top of it. That way, too, right?
2: Yes, but everybody should really get themselves a good mm-hmm. syringe, it's right? A good An injection syringe because you can you can suck up melted butter and then inject that into a baked potato, or mm-hmm. you can suck up some some butter mixed with. Uh, I, I saw a, a, a friend of mine on social media. They had done maple syrup and sriracha together Ooh. and butter, and then injected that into a turkey breast.
0: Right, okay. Right?
2: So an injection syringe will do lots of stuff. You can have a lot of fun with that. And uh, have maple syrup and melted butter on a roasted sweet potato.
0: Now, not all injection syringes are quite the same, right? Because they have plastic ones where you can't get the hot liquid into it.
2: Yeah, there are some, but the, you know, they're they're most of them are plastic, but it's pretty industrial, pretty thick plastic that'll work. Okay. Um, it's finding the right one. Like, you don't want to go to the drugstore and get a syringe from there because it's a little bit uh, too fine. But those work for when you want to inject whiskey into blueberries, right? Yeah,
1: Right. that's perfect. That that's mind numbing work, but it's perfect. Um, I, uh, I I think early on when you inter- introduced me to the world of the syringe, I uh, I tried all sorts of different things, but I was always getting it clogged up because I I take like uh, Italian dressing and try to syringe it into a chicken breast, but you gotta be you gotta be uh, you gotta get the syringe with the Fairly wide hole at the end. Otherwise, it's going to clog up with any yeah. kind of little bit of herbs or materials in there.
2: But you don't want any particulate in there. You really want it to be completely uh, free of all particles. Okay, right? yeah, that yeah. way you'll get that nice, simple injection in. And then you can sprinkle your seasoning on the outside and go from there.
0: Or ditch no, really the syringe it's, it's, and go to Dodiger, Craig's method of just bite and sw- and and swing. <laughs> like that's really all you have to do.
2: Bite and swing. Well, Craig usually like just the pulls the cork off the bottle and then chugs it yeah, straight, bite, just like uh, that. Bite like, I mean, he anxiety. never needs to really inject it. He just guzzles it.
1: I got to get into my system to cure the shakes. <laughs> uh, so I would suggest all parents uh, doing this for uh, <clears throat> for breakfast with the children. You know, get send them off to school with a little Irish whiskey in their belly. <laughs> that's
2: right. <laughs> They'll have a great yeah, day. Yeah, it go, it'd go great, Hey, eh? Lucky you'd love that, eh?
1: Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Ted, if people want to talk breakfast, lunch or dinner, bananas on bread or anything going, syringes as well, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you're going
2: to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills or check out my uh, TikTok channel, Ted Reader, Godfather of the Grill.
1: Can't believe 5,000 people were asked this question. But they were, and they answered, how often do you look... Before you flush. Oh. Most said sometimes. A few said every time. Around one in six always take a look. Now, this is, of course, with the number two situation. Right, yeah. There's not much to see in the number one, except for color. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say I'm an always looker. You want to take a look at your work? Most of the time. Let's see what's going on down there. (laughs) Did I do that? <laughs> wow! Sometimes. Right. Or sometimes you look and you, after all the push, and you think that's all I got—like a Oreo cookie in there. All of
0: that for that?
1: Like sometimes you feel like a log is coming out, and you look down and it's a pencil. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, and, and of course, more men said they would look different. right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, women don't even do that. So well, that's right. They don't. <laughs> that's part of the problem. They just around the age of sixty, sixty-five, they just explode. <laughs> they hold it in for that just long. Go, <laughs> <And> they're gone. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know why anybody needed the answer to this question. What it meant. Right. I will say this: while I am quite prone to having a look,
0: I never. Leave it there for other people to look at.
1: Good. Yeah. That's, because
0: too many dudes yeah. are way too proud of what they've done in there. Mm. I
1: have tried to avoid, you know, too much stench. I've tried the flush as you go routine. All right. Yeah. Try to time that out so it just takes it away.
0: Yeah. I'm always worried of a bidet situation with <laughs> not exactly the cleanest water down there.
1: No. No. But uh, there you go. One in six always look. So if you're if you're that one, then you're uh, odd, I guess. How can you not always look? I mean, I guess it depends on if you're uh, with your wiping habits. Are you a sit and lean wiper? Some I heard of are stand up wipers, right? Yeah,
0: I I, I guess some just know what <laughs> I've just destroyed that. I don't need to see. Right.
1: Plus, you know, sometimes you have to look again for color and if there's any i mean even from a various very, very serious health standpoint right. you want to make sure that that's all that's in there right <laughs> not half of your <laughs> bowels <laughs> is that my bowels that just through? sometimes it felt like it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes you have to you know people who go and then wipe and then flush in one go I applaud you because I'm flushing <laughs> like Lake Ontario most times. I well, mean, it's because
0: it means, you have like an oven mitt worth of toilet paper that you put in.
1: Well, yeah. And it's like I've got a brown magic marker in my pants. It just won't stop making a mess down there. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Ben and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9, The Rock.